Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, September 1st. Donald Trump pleads not guilty in his Georgia election subversion case as he tries to put some distance between himself and his co-defendants. Former President Donald Trump quietly pleaded not guilty yesterday in his latest legal case. This is ahead of his arraignment that was scheduled for next Wednesday in Georgia. Georgia law allows criminal defendants to enter their formal plea through court filings, waiving their in-person appearance. Now, if you're having trouble keeping Trump's legal woes straight in your mind, this is Donald Trump's fourth indictment. This is the one out of Fulton County, Georgia. It's for racketeering in his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election results in the state. So far, nine of the 19 defendants in that racketeering election subversion case have pleaded not guilty. Trump also formally asked for his case to be severed from his co-defendants, some of whom have asked for a speedy trial. So remember, Donald Trump is one of 19 defendants in this very comprehensive case from Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney. And there have been at least two of the defendants who have so far asked for a speedy trial. Of course, we know the Donald Trump legal strategy is to delay, delay, delay as much as possible in all of these cases. He wants to get through the entirety of the 2024 presidential campaign before he has to face a jury. That's his goal. That is not likely to happen. Some of these court cases have already been scheduled to begin during the campaign season. So it is no surprise that Donald Trump's legal team wants nothing to do with a speedy trial in Georgia. An attorney for Trump said that they wouldn't have enough time to prepare his case for a trial starting October 23rd. That's the date requested by Fannie Willis. Attorney Stephen Sadow also argued it would violate Trump's right to, quote, a fair trial and due process of law. Now, whenever the trial starts, we now also know that it will be live-streamed and allowed to be televised. This is unlike his federal court situations. So the Mar-a-Lago documents case, the election subversion case that Jack Smith, the special counsel, is pursuing against Donald Trump, those are federal indictments. And those trials will take place in federal court, and there are no cameras in federal court. But in Georgia, according to the ruling that we got from Judge Scott McAfee yesterday, the Georgia election subversion case, this racketeering case, will be televised. However, we know that some defendants are looking to get this case moved out of state court and into federal court, chiefly among them, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. And we are also learning that some of Donald Trump's 18 co-defendants are not so thrilled that they're not getting the kind of financial support from the Trump entities out there to help pay their legal bills in the way that they are hoping. Now, Trump's various operations have covered legal bills for aides, advisors, and employees for the federal investigations and for the House Select Committee's probe into the insurrection, the January 6th committee. But it doesn't seem like Donald Trump has been willing to open up his accounts to put up cash for his Georgia co-defendants. 
Here's what Trump had to say about some of those co-defendants on Newsmax last week. I look at some of the other people. Now, I don't know a lot of those people. Uh, I don't even know that I've met a lot of those people, but some I do. And their lives are destroyed by these maniacs. One co-defendant, Harrison Floyd, the leader of Black Voices for Trump, told the judge he couldn't afford a lawyer and he was in jail for almost a week before his bail and surrender deal were all worked out. And remember, in all of these cases, Donald Trump is never looking to help folks out of his own wallet. It is that he has used some of the money he has raised from regular everyday Americans in some of his political committees to apply towards this legal assistance in some of these cases. And that is clearly what his co-defendants in Georgia are looking for as well. There's one other note out of Georgia that it is worth highlighting here, and that is yet again, Republican Governor Brian Kemp, who has been at odds with Trump since the very early days right after the election when Trump was saying the Georgia election was stolen when it wasn't, Kemp, his secretary of state, Brad Raffensperger, they all were explaining that Donald Trump was not right about that. As you know, Donald Trump even supported somebody to challenge Kemp in the Republican primary in the gubernatorial election in Georgia last year. And that candidate, David Perdue, failed pretty disastrously at that, despite Trump's support or perhaps because of it. But Brian Kemp, the Republican governor, was a guardrail yet again that held in place yesterday because a state senator in Georgia wanted to call a special session to investigate Fannie Willis's handling of the case. And Kemp refused to go along with that idea. Up to this point, I have not seen any evidence that D.A. Willis's actions or lack thereof warrant action by the prosecuting attorney oversight commission. But that will ultimately be a decision that the commission will make. Regardless, in my mind, a special session of the General Assembly to end run around this law is not feasible and may ultimately prove to be unconstitutional. Just a reminder that time and again, throughout this entire process since November 2020, when you look at all the witnesses that came before the January 6th committee, when you read the indictments in Jack Smith's federal case, in Fonnie Willis's case in Georgia, time and again, it is Donald Trump's fellow Republicans who are arguing against his false claims of election fraud. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a happy Labor Day weekend.